It's The Incomparable, episode number 266, for October 2015. Yay! Kermit the Frog is not here, but it is The Incomparable Podcast, and we are talking about the Muppets. I am your host, Jason Snell, and I'm joined by four Muppety people (laughs) to talk about Muppets in general. We will touch on the ABC Muppet series in specific a little bit, but then we are going to move along past it, I think, because there will be blood on the tracks, and we will just move (laughs) along. Nothing more to see there, but we will touch on it a little bit, because you got to have a news peg. you got to have some uh, little connection to to current events. It's fun, and that's why we're doing this right now. Let me introduce you to my panelists. David Lohr, hello. Hi, Bert. Uh... Hello, Ernie. Uh, Philip Michaels is out there. Hello, Philip Michaels. I uh, like to think of myself as the Fozzie Bear of this podcast. I cannot do Fozzie's voice. Interesting, because we like to think of you as the Scooter. You take that back, you filthy <laughs> bastard. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Scooter is the most superfluous of all of the Muppets. There is no Muppet more useless than Scooter. Anyhow, we're getting we ahead will, of ourselves. We will get, save it for the podcast. What, what yeah, this is the podcast? The oh, no. oh, no. Lisa Schmeiser is also with us. Hello. Hi there. I've always felt an affinity for Janice. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, well, no, I feel like that's basically my contribution in most conversations is, oh, wow, man. <laughs> and Erica Ensign. Hi. Hi was also going to mention Janice, but Lisa went first. <laughs> I, there's enough Janice to go around, man. No, that, le- that leaves you with a choice of two characters, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The vast array of female Muppets. There's Miss Piggy. No. And... <laughs> Piggy Sue. Piggy Sue. <laughs> Other pigs are also yes. available. Mm. All right. Um, so we should talk about the new ABC show, The Muppets. We're, as we record this, two episodes have aired. Um, and uh, I, that was that is the reason that I timed this episode to be here, although this was on the schedule for quite a while, um, even before they announced that they were doing a new Muppet show, because I felt like we need to give the Muppets their due. Um, as it is, um, there is this new show on ABC that is... Uh, run co- run by the, one of the co-creators of the Big Bang Theory. It is a, uh, s- a shot in the style of The Office, a workplace sitcom featuring the Muppets as they work on Miss Piggy's late night talk show. Um, so two episodes, you know, who knows what will happen in the run of the show or if it is canceled rapidly, uh, then nothing will happen. Uh, but I'm curious what everybody thought of it. I have, um, I have very mixed feelings about it. And I think I suspect some of you have not mixed the feelings, but, um, <laughs> let's, let's start with, uh, just taking the temperature of this before we move on and talk about some other Muppety things. Uh, Lisa, why don't you, why don't you let us know what, what are your thoughts? Start us off about the new ABC Muppets series. Oh, like, wow, man. Um, <laughs> sorry. Muppets, Muppets, animals like Muppet shows. Oh, was, I should apologize to the listeners for what I've unleashed. Um, it's just so sad. Um, there's a court. Oh, the sad, thing I really sad love. Muppets, sad puppets. It's, well, it is. Because, um, you know, the thing that I really loved about the 1970s show was the spirit of cheerful mayhem and... Um, blithe purposefulness as it were like all of these guys were deeply devoted to pulling off this crappy little show and they really loved doing it it was obvious that's why they were there and instead everybody here is working for a domineering boss that they all hate there's some sort of weird stockholm syndrome thing going on kermit's girlfriend looks like she should she shouldn't have a southern accent i feel very strongly about that i feel like since she looks like natalie dormer from game of thrones she should sound like her Mm. too um (laughs) so 
I, I appreciate that they're trying to bring in some of the elements like the, the cranky celebrity cameos. Like I laughed at the Lawrence Fishburne bits. Oh, yeah. The problem is that they've attempted to revive and rework, rework the show at a time when the people who are most susceptible to nostalgia can still readily remember what the original Muppet show was like. And it doesn't sit right with me. I'm wondering if my reaction is purely because I do remember the original Muppet show and I responded to that. And people who maybe grew up on YouTube clips or not seen the original Muppet show are like, no, this is awesome. I've always dreamed of puppets having workplace, workplace conflicts and at last ABC has delivered. <laughs> yes. If puppets had jobs, wouldn't they also have soul-crushing problems with their jobs? Let's see more of that. Yeah, exactly. David, what are your thoughts about the ABC Muppets? Not mixed at all. No, I didn't think no. they would be. No. 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 I like my no. feelings about the Muppets like I like my bourbon. Straight. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Little splash of water, maybe, too. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. To, maybe. To, to cut the edge. Uh, yeah, it is depressing. I mean, that, that's the thing, is the original show, uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't the greatest variety show ever made, and, and that's why you had Statler and Waldorf. And... Uh, but but with Kermit in charge, it was okay for Piggy to be an absolute monster, right? But when you flip that dynamic, you're kind of killing Kermit's joy. And, and and no matter how bleak things got when 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 Jim Henson was there, uh, I mean, when, no matter how bleak things got in the movies or the show, uh, there was always this essential optimism. Uh, even when Kermit was down, he wasn't beaten. And ever since uh, Jim Henson passed away, it's kind of interesting. Psychologically, Kermit has always been a little bit depressed. But in this, he's beaten down. I mean, in the pilot, he says, my life is a bacon-wrapped hell. Yes. And in, yes. in the second episode, he talks about how uh, he doesn't, you know, he now that Piggy is happy and dating Josh Groban, he, he doesn't wake up. He wakes up in the morning to his alarm clock instead of his own screaming. <laughs> yep. And and yeah, that was a really disturbing what, line. What the hell, you know? And, and <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because I can understand that. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Why is this acceptable to have Kermit waking up to the sound of his screams? And and so it's it's not so much that it's got adult humor because the Muppets always had little adult asides and jokes. That's fine. Uh, maybe it's it's a little more crude than it used to be. But no, for me, it's that there's no joy, there's no optimism, and there's no magic. You know, seeing their legs is not magic. I always got more of a sense of magic, even when you could see the rods moving Kermit's arms, right? Because there was life to him. And and this is just dead. I think David uh, uh, really hit the nail on the head with the concept of joy. It is a joyless show. Yeah. It, 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 there, there, it. It is as if everyone, and and it's interesting. I, let, let me back up. The 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 uh, Big Bang Theory fella you mentioned, he actually got a start working with. The yeah, Muppets. he worked for Jim Henson. Yeah, he worked for Jim Henson. Brady. Yeah, and I can only assume that they sent him out for sandwiches a lot because he. <laughs> He seems to have been airlifted into, okay, here's a puppet show. Go at it. Well, let's make the puppets sad and joyless. And, uh, well, it's too much Big Bang Theoryness. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to go, you can't have the Muppets do that. That's not Muppet canon, but. Sounds like Sam the Eagle a little bit. I mean, the real Sam the Eagle, not the one who is in the show. <laughs> to, to me, if you're going to, if you're going to do a show and call it Muppets, at least, um, have it somewhat have a vein running towards what made the Muppets so great, which is was that 
anarchic uh, uh, spirit and that let's do anything for a laugh and instead of just oh and, and yeah it's it's anarchy as opposed to mean spirited slapstick yeah this yeah, is yeah. all mean spirited yeah Ugh. and and in the old show kermit was sort of the calming center and in here he is the he's black, crushed he is the <laughs> black joyless pit from which nothing can escape and and he's just as freaked out as everybody else it is it, it, it it's not easy being green it is impossible being green <laughs> <laughs> good lord um, Anyhow, I don't like it. Um, I don't like it a bit. I don't like a thing about it. I hope that it gets canceled very quickly. If I stop thinking about the fact that this is supposed to be The Muppets, I, I, I was mildly entertained by parts of it. I didn't think it was, was terrible. But when I think about that show in in comparison to the rest of the, the Muppet canon, I... I I find it hard to disagree. I think that that while there were some moments that kind of made me laugh, the thing that I liked about it so much was that the Muppets were, they were zany, they were wacky, and there there isn't any of that here. And I think kind of what they did, it's actually, this is this is me using my uh, my contractual obligation to mention Doctor Who. Right. This, it sort of, of reminds me, it sort of reminds me a little bit, in a bad way, of the uh, the difference between classic Doctor Who and new Doctor Who. And the classic series of Doctor Who, they weren't really focused on the interpersonal relationships and stuff. It was more about the plot and the stories and, you know, whiz-bang fun. And when they brought the show back, they realized that television is not quite made the same as it was back in those days, so they needed to update it and make it uh, a little bit more like television is made these days. And and I think what they did on Doctor Who is they they upped the the hope and the joy and the love factors very much and, and brought in the, the emotions in that way. And I think they kind of did the opposite with the Muppets because they took out all of the emotions that made everything wonderful and, and their idea of the way television is made now is is that everything is is you know joyless and in hipstery and just unfun and dark and and i think that they they missed the mark well when you when you model it on the office a show which is about a terrible boss crushing the spirit of people who cannot find other jobs and are forced to deal with the terrible boss um you are that is what you're signing up for and and, and that's where when i say my, my feelings are actually kind of like erica's i actually uh, I, I thought the show was funny, um, and I, I like the Muppets as characters because they're the Muppets, right? And yet there is this thing about it that I'm not convinced that they couldn't fix um, if they are aware that it what they're doing. And I think that's the big open question: is are they aware of how this has come off? And they're like, oh god, we got to fix this, or they're like, no, it's great. Let's just keep it like it is. Because my understanding is the first two episodes are very much. Um, largely the content of the of the sample reel that they shot in order to sell this thing because that's the stuff that shop the stuff that stops me up short and it makes me go wait a second is that you compare it to who these characters are and you you're you're making the show because you've got these existing characters and you're kind of banking on them and people have a familiarity with them and they're kind of loved and then you are putting them in a sitcom environment where it might even be a funny sitcom and we can argue about that if we cared to uh, I, it worked for me as comedy well a lot of the time but you're doing things to these characters that don't fit them and you know I, I mentioned this on the TV talk machine last week, and I'll, I'll mention it again, which is I I know Kermit and Piggy were married and they were dating, and that implies a romantic relationship that we could apply to, like, human contexts. It's like 
they always stayed on one side of the line. And on this show, they're way over on the other side of the line where I'm suddenly having wondering about like the sex life of Kermit the Frog. And you know what? Ah! Oh I my god, my childhood. That I, was my childhood. I don't exploding. want to know that Kermit yeah. and Piggy had an understanding that if Kermit ran into Leah Thompson in an elevator, they could do it. I don't need to know that, right? That's yeah. too much. But now you know. But now I know. And it's and that's Kermit only funny because of, because of Howard the, the Duck. Duck. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's too it's too it's too far. So so yeah. this yeah. is the problem with it is that I I can say as somebody who actually thinks that the show is is um entertaining that it's still deeply problematic because they're they're like squandering the the value that they have which is the reason they're making the show which is the fact that it's the muppets and at some point it's like why why isn't this the avenue q show because maybe exactly. it would be better if they were wacky puppets that were weren't quite the muppets yeah. that you were seeing in these scenarios like in avenue q and not the actual muppets in my head canon is that there is actually another muppet show that's kind of behind this one mm. the, the, that's the real <laughs> muppet show and this this office type thing is just something that they signed on to do because they knew it was going to make the money so this is the enterprise that they are working on now to make money in television but there still are wacky crazy people when they get off of this particular set i just want to see that show that's kind of in the middle there and sad kermit i think i think i think phil's got it exactly right sad kermit is sad and kermit you know kermit was always put upon but he was like a go-getter he's like i'm gonna make it work right And, and and even if he had got really down like in the muppet movie uh there would be a moment where he would turn it around and in this he is just so sad. It was always, hey kids, let's put on a show in the yeah. barn and we'll just put it all together or, and it'll or, work. Or that his friends would rally around him because that was like one of the greatest things about all, all of the Muppet properties is at some point the cheerful anarchy pauses. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem look up and realize that they've made people's lives more difficult or or Gonzo puts down the chicken and, and pays attention to what's going <laughs> that on. That was the, the one sexual fetish that was allowed in the original Muppets was Gonzo and the chickens. We need to, and they're like, we need to rally around Kermit and help our friend because of what and it was this great example of how friendship is this this beautiful selfless ebb and flow depending on on your needs and and what you're capable of doing at the time and here like every every muppet is like a little coworker island and mm. They, they've yeah. gotten some parts of workplace culture kind of right. Like I really, I, I thought the Bobo the bear slime the Girl Scout cookies thing oh, was was, Bobo. was that was well done. Yeah. yeah, it was not you know especially when the newscaster came in and there was a little, and then they finally realized that if we sell snacks to the stoners we'll make a lot of money. Which oh that's a nice little thing and that almost it's legal, it, now. It's legal now. <laughs> I, I laughed a lot at the idea that they were going to do the electric mayhem unplugged. <laughs> the idea of the acoustic mayhem that made me laugh. It's when you see Zoot playing the the pan pipes, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" That they really went through. There were parts of the episode that would have been really funny if the show had again that spirit of joyful chaotic purpose right. to it, and not the tinge of of, of sadness that you know oh, they're miserable. And yeah, and it's also all chopped up, right? The, the beauty of The Muppet Show and even Muppets Tonight was that they let things breathe and, and they let a premise play, right? And this this was just sort of like, oh, here's a quick shot of them playing acoustic. Here's another shot. Just you know, we'll devil, go to the next devil's thing. Devil's Advocate, though, it's 2015. I don't think they could make Muppets Tonight or The Muppet Show today. So they, they, have, to, they have to put it, you know, to use Erica's terms, they got to put it in the modern context. It's just what you do in the modern context. And you're right. You know, there's no room for that, I think. The, the one thing that, that killed me was the kids pointed out, I mean, I didn't have the same kind of awareness when I was little because you didn't have 
the computers and YouTube and everything, right? So I knew who Johnny Carson was, but at that time you just had Johnny Carson. Whereas now, thanks to YouTube, they know all of this stuff. So they're sitting there going, a late night talk show? There are so many of them. Who cares? Right? Because they they can watch Seth Meyers and Conan and uh, Colbert and James Corden. I don't know. I did like the the jab at the fact that Piggy is the only female host on late night TV. That was a really That's the only clever thing about that, though. I love that. That said, it's also kind of contextually hilarious, given that there are still no substantial female Muppets beyond Piggy and Janice. That seems like a more more appropriate context than a vaudeville theater, right? I mean, I feel like it's it's not it's not the worst. Uh, What's to... the most popular show on NBC? America's Got Talent. Hmm. You could do that kind of show with Muppets judging and Muppets performing and and special guests performing. That would work just fine. That'll be in your pitch in five years. Yeah. When, when they have to reboot it. All right. Uh, I, I feel like we should now not dwell on the ABC's Muppets. Let's, let's no. be joyful. And talk mm-hmm. about the Muppets that, who mm-hmm. are available in many other things. Films, TV series, other things to talk about. Um, uh, where, should we, where should we start with that? Should we start with the – I guess we should start with the Muppet show. Should we? Or, or, or Phil, do you want to talk about the uh, Saturday Night Live season one um, Muppets. That oh are... no, 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 <laughs> no, no! Nobody that, wants to talk about those. Scred. That that wasn't oh good either. God. No, that was very bad. Um, the Muppet Show. So uh, I, I have, as I assume everybody has, fond memories of the Muppet Show. I also have a memory of saying that I wanted the um, the soundtrack to the Muppet Movie, and my mom bought me the soundtrack to the Muppet Show, which was not as good as the soundtrack to the Muppet <laughs> Movie. Oh. Um, but but the the Muppet Show. Um, can I just say I'm really frustrated by the fact that this stuff is not widely available on yeah. like streaming. Um, I know there are, I think, I think there are DVDs of it, but it's like, I, I want the hot and Some cold running Muppets, man. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to be able to watch all those classic Muppet show episodes. And I, I believe they're nowhere right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that is the fact that Disney owns it. And, um, Disney tends to be stinting. I, I feel yeah. in, uh, what it puts out. Cause they, they want the big, they want the big money grab, not the, not the constant, flow of little money yeah just who's buying dvds now right well i also wonder about music rights for some of these things too that may be yep because mm. it seems like getting clearance on all of the songs that all of the guests performed might be a bit tricky so how was the muppet show the introduction for everybody or were other people introduced to the muppets in other ways i mean sesame well, I, street aside because okay I think, yeah i was gonna say oh, sesame i think you street have to say sesame muppets, street yeah. with kermit you know kermit and big bird and snuffleupagus yeah and actually Oscar the when I was a little kid watching, the, I have a sad Muppet story. Oh no! Uh, when I was a little a little kid watching the um, Sesame Street, I was I was an only child at the time when I was very little, and they I thought that Bert and Ernie were my best friends, and I used to talk to the mm. television. Apparently, I am told. Um, so I just sit there and talk, and I guess I thought they were talking back to me. And and one year, my parents took me to see Sesame Street live, uh, which if if you don't know, is a oh, no. stage show that travels around and has you know big Muppets on stage and stuff. I and it saw was, it. Oh, I was yes. so excited. It was going to be the greatest night of my life. So so we went, and before the show started, some of the Muppets were roaming around the audience and you know waving to kids and shaking hands and. Stuff. Oh no! And and Ernie was walking past us, you know, kind of kind of nearest us, and I called out to him because he was my best friend in the whole wide world, and I was like, Ernie, Ernie, it's me, and he just walked on by, <gasps> and it was the saddest day of my little life. Oh yeah, man. the show was not so great after that. I I, no. I still haven't quite gotten over it. So yeah, that was my introduction to the Muppets was uh, Sesame Street and then discovering they didn't love me as much as I loved them. He walked past you oh. and when he heard you cry, he went. 
<laughs> Unforgivable, Ernie. Unforgivable. He would. He Gods would. don't answer letters, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's Sesame Street. I mean, right? That's that. That's how they get you early, is they get you early with the Sesame Street. I was mm-hmm. terribly confused as a small child as to why Kermit would be on both Sesame Street and The Muppet Show. Because to me, mm-hmm. I was like, why did he abandon his friends on Sesame Street for these people? Uh-huh. What is going on? Because I, I was like five or six at the time, and it was terribly disjointing to me because I, I are they replacing Burton or no, no let me, do they let me know explain each how other? it works was... let me explain oh, the Muppet please. universe to you uh, right. Lisa Get, turn on the oh, head boy. cannon Erica here Buckle we go up, guys <laughs> Kermit <laughs> lived on Sesame Street his job was at the Muppet Theater which was clearly in New York because of all the the big celebrities that would drop by at the Muppet Theater and uh, you know his his newsman gig that was how he originally made his uh, his name for himself and um, then he broadened out into uh, being a variety show host. A legi- legitimate theater. Yeah. Interesting and, theory. And so yeah. that's that. it all makes sense when you think about it. As a kid, it. I was very mm. confused by The Muppet Show because I didn't have any idea who any of the celebrities were. No. And, then, <laughs> and, and you know, for, for me, it was it's the show that's on like Saturdays at four in the afternoon. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. me watching it. It's not the parents or anything like that. I, I understand now that it was made in England and it was syndicated in the U.S. and perhaps in some markets in some places, maybe even in England, it was shown at a time when parents and children might be watching it together. But to me, I was just, you know, it was a show I watched as a kid and I had no idea who these grownups are to the point that now whenever they show and they, and they always do some celebrity and say, hey, they were on The Muppet show and i'll be like i have no idea i had no idea that they were on the muppet show even though i'd seen every episode of the muppet show because you're a kid you don't know who you know these celebrities are even when i saw the muppet movie i had no idea who bob hope was or Steve i knew Martin. who alice cooper was oh, but that was only because my parents were wisconsin fans. <laughs> uh, the, the, the john denver muppet relationship which was a long and, and, yeah. and fruitful oh, collaboration yeah. well, he was a closeted muppet that's what yeah. people don't know <laughs> not so closeted not so closeted <laughs> well he, yeah, i mean everybody knew you know, but they didn't talk about. He, he it. was that new synthetic skin, yeah. instead mm. of felt. Don't ask, don't felt. No, it, it was that <laughs> deeply conf- because my mom was a John Denver fan when I was a very small child, and so finally when he came out, I was like, okay, if John Denver's on the Muppets, then clearly this is okay. <laughs> this is this is a safe space. And then he did a Christmas special um, that I still try to find on, on YouTube from time to time because the the Twelve Days of Christmas is a genuinely funny, genu- genuinely funny takedown, but. Uh, I didn't like Jason. I didn't know who these people were. Um, I didn't realize that um, Harry Belafonte did did a, did a series of of what were considered fairly radical songs. I mean, I just I just really like the beat. Um, <laughs> and it's not until like we go back and review clips later and we realize, oh my gosh, that's really dark. It's a symphony made of babies and they're chain smoking. <laughs> <It's like that. laughs> But they're but they're great. They're so funny. It's just that there's a ton of background jokes, and that's another thing that I, I feel is kind of you know the the contrast between that. the show on ABC looks beautiful. Like the cinematography is very crisp. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, it feels very modern and very fresh and very expensive. I'm very yeah. impressed by the technical aspect of the fact that it is yeah. shot like a fake documentary and sometimes they do shots and I'm like, wow, that must have been very hard to do because yeah. those are puppets. 
Every I, I find myself wondering a lot about the composition of the shots, but I miss the background details and the background mm-hmm. marginalia where you'd have like three penguins tying bow ties in the background. Yeah. Or... Although there are some amazing bits, I would say, in episode two of the ABC series where especially Sweetums is doing something in the background yes. in deep focus. And I don't even I wasn't even paying attention to what was happening in the foreground because I was like, what is Sweetums <laughs> doing back there? Yeah. There's, so there's a little bit of that. I think they're making an attempt, but it's harder with it technically. Right. Yeah. Whereas the, you had that Baroque kind of set dressing in the Muppet mm-hmm. Show, especially. It's like every little corner of the Muppet Show had something. I'm going to pause for a second to tell you about our sponsor, uh, if, if, if that's okay with everybody. Phil, oh, you can go get a drink or something. I don't sure. know. Uh, Tales Untold is our sponsor again. Um, and, you know, we were talking about things that kids like, like the Muppet Show, and, uh, and that we watched as kids. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good ed- kids entertainment out there. There's a lot of terrible kids entertainment out there annoying <laughs> characters say map say it say map I, I don't know what i'm talking about um bad music uh lots of ads uh that's not what you get with tales untold tales untold is an app it features original episodic audio stories for young children that's right i'm talking about podcasts for kids but there are things that will not make the ears of the parents bleed there aren't horrible squeaky <laughs> voices and super annoying characters same map um absolutely no ads you can feel good about kids listening every tale is organized in seasons and episodes just like tv shows there are new seasons and new tales added regularly um i i checked this out and i I, the one that caught my interest was something called radbert which is about a monster um and he i I think he is a slight disappointment to his parents because he's really bad at being bad he's terrible Mm -hmm. at being terrible he's like a you know he, he needs to work on his monster game a little bit and it's very sweet and funny um and they've got a bunch of other things they've got a they've got a a spy sort of related show. They've got a, a magic treasure chest called Trunk Show. Um, they've got a, the show involving a, a a begrudgingly friendly forest gnome. You know, gnomes, they are always, if friendly at all, it is begrudgingly, called Trouble with Wishes. There's a whole bunch of different stories that you can get on Tales Untold. It's an app. It's free. It comes loaded with the first episode of every tale. And then if you find one you like, you can go to the Parent Zone inside the app and buy a season for just uh, $2.99. So learn more about Tales Untold and check out those episodes for free and download the app. Here's where you go. TalesUntold.com slash incomparable. Thank you to Tales Untold for sponsoring this week's episode of The Incomparable. I'm I'm rather partial to the spy one myself. Mm, very nice. Um, while we're talking about TV shows, because I also want to touch on the Muppet movies, because that's yeah. very very important aspect of the Muppets franchise. I want to mention Muppets Tonight, which aired on ABC in the '90s. People forget about this show. Disney, to, maybe to Phil's point, Disney seems to have done a very good job of burying this show. It, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, it seems now like its biggest claim to fame is that that's where Pepe the Prawn was introduced <laughs> and, and um, Bobo, I believe. Yeah. Yes. But, I, again, it was, I haven't seen it since it was on in the 90s, but I loved it in the 90s. It was, it was As fantastic. somebody in my mid-20s, I thought Muppets Tonight was a really great kind of updated take on The Muppet Show. And I, I, I thought it was great. And I was very sad that it didn't last very long and that we have not been able to see it since then. I thought it was really great. Like the original, it managed to work in sitcom-like running stories oh, through yeah. the episode while still being able to, to do the things that The Muppets did best. Yeah. I'm told by the chat room that it's on YouTube, as as with everything that's not available anywhere else. Well, like, ABC didn't know where to put it. It didn't fit with any of the shows they had on at the time. They buried it on Friday night with all the 
full house and stuff. Not but not to get with not to not to fit. not to beat Erica at her own game. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make a slight Doctor Who reference here in the sense that in England I know because Doctor Who is this. There's this concept of family programming, and it, and it's yeah. not children's programming, and it's not adults programming. It's something for the whole family to watch, and they'll put it on at seven in the evening or six thirty or something like that. And I think this is one of the problems with the Muppets in general, and we may be seeing it reflected in the Muppet Show that's on the AB on on ABC right now, which is we kind of don't have a place. And Muppets Tonight was exactly that. For this show that's it's not like your regular sitcom. It is it does have this kind of innocence and joy about it a little bit. And I feel like maybe American television or at least the broadcast networks have no idea what to do with something with that tone. And so Muppets Tonight got lost because it wasn't Urkel. Yeah, and I mean who was also America's, a Muppet, strangely, but again, yeah. mm-hmm. didn't want to America's talk about Got it. Talent has kind of I mean, it's still full of adult jokes too and, and things that fly over kids' heads. But my kids love it. And and then we watched Best Time Ever, which is I think aiming for that kind uh, of fun. It that is awful. But so we need a Muppet uh, reality show, is what you're telling we, me. Well, yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe we need Neil Patrick Harris with Muppets. Maybe that would also work. A, a Muppet. People also don't know a human that. Muppet. Yeah. yeah. Neil Patrick. Harris I mean, I when when I was little, I, I knew the Muppets before the Muppet Show because of Sesame Street, but also because. Uh, I lived with my grandparents. My mom and I lived with my, my grandparents. And they were also Muppets? They were Muppets, too. <laughs> well, Doll Museum, come on. And they, But they watched everything. They watched all the Bob Hope specials every every couple of months on NBC. and all, you know. So I, so I got this steady diet of who all of these people were. And I would also get the, the story, you know, all well, they lived in Virginia in the 50s when Kermit made his debut on Sam and Friends on the local TV station. I got the whole history ah. of of mm. Kermit and Jim Henson and how he became this thing. And then he was on the Jimmy Dean show with Ralph in the 60s and, you know, all of this stuff. So when the Muppet show came along, it was, oh, of course we're all going to sit and watch this. This is brilliant. Request from the chat room to also mention Fraggle Rock. I never no. saw Fraggle Rock. Other Muppets. <laughs> I was a, I Other was a Muppets. For, for it. But I like the theme song. It's a very good theme song. Yes, it is a very yeah. catchy theme. We didn't have HBO, so um, I, I absolutely missed the window for that. Hmm. Fraggle Rock was not a good TV program. All right. See, there you go. Aren't you glad we mentioned it? Okay, mentioned Chat room. Aren't you glad? Right. You, you're regretting it now, aren't you? Any other thoughts about uh, about other Muppet Muppet TV shows and all that? I mean, I just want to put in that shout out for Muppets Tonight. No, I have fun I memories re- of it. It was sad. When it died. Did you ever see the Jim Henson television hour on NBC? No. No, but I heard I the household story television was restricted. Oh, the storyteller story was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love. I have. I have the complete series on DVD. And that you can watch on Netflix, or at least you could for a while. Hmm. Yeah, the the Jim Henson Television Hour was like I think that was the last project he worked on, and it was it was trying to blend uh, Muppets with uh, computer animation and all these. I mean, it's a just a you put a Muppet in a blender. Talk about a sad Muppet. Yeah. It's 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 like Mike Nesmith's Elephant Parts. It's weird, right? Mm. And and it's hosted by Kermit and some other Muppet who has been wiped from existence. Uh, I think his name was Pixel or something like that. And he had sort of like a freaky, I don't know. He was green and had things coming out of his head and looked all computery. And it was odd. I mean, you could look at it and go, well, that's really creative stuff, but it's not interesting. I don't want to watch it. 
But good I don't job think making the idea it. of Muppets being disappeared like it's some sort of South American <laughs> dictatorship where in the middle dark. of the night, like a team of Gonzo's chickens kicks down your door mm-hmm. and throws a bag over the Muppet's head, never to be seen again. I'd like to see Gonzo as a South American dictator. I think that would suit him. That uh, would be brilliant. Gonzo and Moon over Parador. I was thinking Gonzo Navita, really. Mm. So, um, movie Muppet movies. We've got the ra- we've got the range of them from the Muppet movie through um, the Muppets take Manhattan, and then there are many many other Muppet movies, and then there was the uh, the Jason Siegel Muppet movie and its sequel. Um, <laughs> Phil, I know you have a lot of opinions about movies with Muppets in them. <laughs> Would you like to talk about that that now? Well, sure. I, I I worry that I'm giving the impression that I'm overly negative on the Muppets tonight with, oh, Fraggle Rock sucked, and, blah, 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 and my, I'm angry. But, you know, uh, I think I have a certain idea of what the Muppets should be, which was fostered from the cauldron of the TV show, which was great. I was allowed to watch three TV shows each week and, oh, wow. and, and when I was a kid, and one of them was the Muppets. And What, what and, were the other two? The other two, um, Happy Days, mm-hmm. and um, there was this really crummy game show. I don't even remember the name of it. It was called All Star Anything Goes, and I, th- oh, I think it was yes. B-list celebrities competing in physics. It was the Daredevil, or a Double Dare of its day. Uh, and so the point is, the, the most, ref- yeah. most important one of those, those are the Muppets. The Muppets was untouchable. The others could be negotiated, <laughs> but the Muppets uh, uh, was untouchable. And the Muppet movie, of course, is, is great. It's brilliant. It's a terrific... Uh, it's one of the few origin stories that actually... Uh, yes. Uh, works mm-hmm. as a narrative it seamlessly blends in the celebrities and that it's not there are a couple of things like hey everyone it's bob hope but uh uh for the most part you have steve martin just playing a waiter and uh uh orson welles, orson playing welles a, is a movie a stu- mogul a studio head and all all sorts of uh richard pryor is in there selling balloons of course who wouldn't put richard pryor in a kid's movie in 1980 <laughs> uh See my 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 wife and I to this day will reference the Muppet movie. Oh, yeah. I, not not a not a week goes by where there isn't a reference, especially if there's a fork in the road, mm-hmm. of course, or there's a a place when you're driving and you have to tell somebody to bear left. Right, right frog. frog. <laughs> we still and I do that in the car. There's also Steve Martin's. Would you like to sniff the cap? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yep. So good. Yeah. That is, and, and the music, the ra- your, the rainbow oh, connection is going to bring a little tear to your eye. Moving right along, as you say, the soundtrack uh, is is excellent. There's only one um, song in there I really don't care for, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, since I'm you know just unable to be negative <laughs> even when I'm being wildly <laughs> um, praiseful, yeah. I like I like the Great Muppet Caper. The Great Muppet Caper is a fun yes. movie. Yes. Oh man, is that fun! That would be my favorite of the movies. Uh, yeah, oh I, my gosh! I could see oh, that as a movie. As well, a movie. but when they when they have Miss Piggy in the jail, oh, it is a nice self-contained story, and I like that about it. And it it is, as they say, a caper. Yes. We can argue about its greatness, but it is a caper involving <laughs> Muppets. So I, I well, it's the, it's it is pretty, the greatest it's caper good. involving yeah. Muppets. It is. It is that. The the newer movies feel self-conscious in a way that the older movies don't. Um, yeah, it's true. Because we watched, um, what was the one we watched most recently that has Tina Fey as the, as the Russian guard? Muppets, Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted. Most wanted. Yeah. Muppets Most Wanted. And um, that movie deeply upset our four-year-old daughter. 
um, well, I'll, deeply. I'll, as an adult, I am amused by the mm-hmm. evil Kermit the Frog. I find oh, yeah, him, mad and him bouncing off against to... your face. I found that funny. As a child, I would be deeply disturbed that there's yeah, an evil she Kermit was, the Frog. Well, she was she was terrified <laughs> by the idea that his friends wouldn't recognize him. Yes. She was appalled at the idea that bad guys would set up bad things to happen to people who didn't deserve it or Muppets who didn't deserve it. And the, the overall terror of things happening to her friend Kermit completely outweighed everything else. And, you know, again, as an adult, there was, I enjoyed that Josh Groban is the prisoner that's kept in a box and he just sings. And I loved, I loved the prison drama review. I thought that was hilarious, especially the Ray Liotta stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, th- you know, the, the, the detectives, there were a lot of bits that got close, but it felt like entertainment that was made more for grownups in, in some mm-hmm. ways. And, and again, that's possible because I had an opportunity to test drive it on an actual child. And I was like, wow, this really doesn't work for a four-year-old. It, it did not work. Let me tell you where the Muppet movies started to go off the rails. Oh, yeah. Please, okay. do. Muppets Take Manhattan. Yep. Yep. You know Grill Makes Me Ill, Phil. Okay, that's a great, great bit. But Yes, it is. In, independent of that, the problem with Muppets Take Manhattan is that unlo- it, it, it wants to have its cake and eat it to it. It wants to be this like mm-hmm. little self-contained story like the great Muppet caper. But then it's all, no, no, this is canon. This is how the Muppets met. Ignore the movie we made uh, six years earlier or eight years Five earlier. Five years earlier. Yeah. No, yeah, not even. Yeah. Uh, no, they all went to college together and then they hit the big time. And uh, yeah, Kermit and Miss Piggy are really married. So um, there you go. Oh, and we've we've made adorable baby Muppets and that's going to be a cartoon now. Oh, no. Yeah, um, so don't yeah. don't speak of a Muppet babies. So I do, <laughs> if you speak uh, of it three that, times, that doesn't come. exist. Yeah, that's, Lisa, that's Lisa and I watched uh, the, uh, the 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 Muppets Take Manhattan about uh, a year and a half ago. I want to say, yeah, and it it doesn't even have the advantage of holding up well. It's the song the the songs aren't all that good. The the apart from the 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 advertising frogs again, yes. a brilliant concept. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most the, most of the show isn't very good, and I think that's where they really began to take their eye off the ball with Kermit, where um, they kind of made Kermit overly sentimental. Uh, oh, my mm. friends. Oh, oh no. And and every movie since then has sort of amped that up where where Kermit sort of keeps becoming more and more of a sad sack. And to to now where it's the natural extension where, of, of course, someone launching a new TV show would be, well, Kermit is sad. It's it says so here in the movies. Right. Um, uh, and uh, I think that's if you want to chart the, the point where the Muppets sort of lost their way. Uh, and stop being the Muppets as we knew, or as I knew and loved them, it would be that yeah. movie. Erica, I heard you agreeing about that one. Yeah, actually, I I was so unimpressed with the Muppets Take Manhattan that that's actually the last Muppet movie that I even bothered to watch. Um, wow. I did, I did watch the first Jason Segel one, but nothing in between there. Oh, oh, God. Every time someone mentions that movie, it's like they're hitting me. It's what, uh, the, 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 the Muppets, I, the Jason Segel movie? I hate that movie so much. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it. I, uh, I, I, I will say fun. that I like Brett McKenzie's songs in both movies. Yes, the songs. I like the songs. But that's the only thing that uh, I really look, like. Look, you can. It, it's Walter. It's stupid Walter. Well, yeah. Uh, Walter yeah. is a generic Muppet. No, it's like, it's like, it's like, imagine that the, that movie that you introduced to Walter, imagine that's a rubber sheet. And Walter is the tiny ball that weighs approximately 50 pounds and rolls all over that rubber sheet, distorting it in every single direction. <laughs> 
You know what? I actually had no idea who you were talking about when you said Walter. So that tells you exactly. Yep. And I'm still not sure. And he's a blank Muppet. He's the he's the Muppet that is what Jason Siegel's childhood friend who is a Muppet. Or sibling. It's, it's no, they're brothers. Yeah. Well, they brothers. brothers. That that made absolutely zero impression yeah. on but, me. But there's a the, the, the rundown theater, and they got to bring it back, and then there's mm-hmm. the celebrity that cameos, I and I thought mm-hmm. that there were. I, I'll say I'll say that um, that what I got out of that that film is that Jason Siegel truly loves the Muppets. Yes. And, yes. And and Muppets Most Wanted, which I thought was fine and mm-hmm. had some funny bits in it, it felt like an obligatory bits. sequel. But yeah. this yeah. this did feel like a, a bit of a labor of love, even though yes. Walter is problematic because he is not any Muppet we've ever seen before. And then we spend an awful lot of time with him and he does nothing that's interesting. He doesn't serve a purpose. He's totally the Mary Sue for Jason Siegel. Yeah. yeah that's no, who Jason t- wants to be. Like the genius behind the Muppets is that all of them are avatars of different aspects of the human character. In some way, shape, or form. Kermit is persistence and optimism, and Scooter is conscientiousness, and Gonzo is alienation, and Sam the Eagle is a rigid adherence to a code. Statler and Waldorf are your are your um, inner critics. Like every and one of those animal Muppet- is the agent of chaos. Yeah, exactly. He's your id. Piggy is the raging id. Do New Zealand, Erica. You need an agent of chaos, <laughs> don't you? Don't you just? You really do. I feel like yeah. I should do I should zoot royalties. <laughs> 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 That's the, you know, but my, just my point is, is that... How about Pops? Who's Pops? Tell me about Pops! <laughs> you know, you're saying this because you're in a different building right now. I can't uh, yeah. hit you. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my point is, is that with the original Muppet Ensemble, every one of them reaches out and touches something in you, and, and it becomes a more universal experience. And Walter's experience is nearly incomprehensible. Like, it literally is the embodiment of one other person's fandom, and I'm glad Jason Siegel likes the Muppets. It's good to like things. It's good to put your talent <laughs> towards the things you like, but that doesn't mean they're good. I, I think the the two problems with um, the Muppets reboot was Walter, as we've established, and, and it, it, it's, it, it indulges in a self-congratulatory nostalgia that doesn't serve the material well. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, to me, sitting in the theater with the kids... It did not feel plausible that this is how Kermit would end up in the beginning of the movie. He would not become a reclusive Citizen Kane type in his mansion, remembering all his his hazy, sentimental memories of all the friends who have left him. Uh, he would and he would still be making left. he would still be making art. He would still be doing a show. Or if you're or if you're going to do that, go go in the direction where. Um, just take it over the top where he's grown a crazy Howard Hughes beard and, he, and he's wearing Kleenex boxes on his flippers. And, and, and his uh, flippers all have crazy long nails and click every time exactly. he moves his hands. And, and call yes. it Melvin and Kermit. Yeah. yeah. So I do, I do have to say that hearing some of the criticism of the there and hearing some of the criticism of the ABC series, I, I do keep thinking that a lot of this comes back to uh, people having childhood conceptions of what the Muppets are and what they aren't mm-hmm. and being unwilling to see other interpretations of it that don't match exactly what their childhood. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad, but I'm saying that this is the difficult situation the Muppets as a franchise find themselves in is that all of us are judging them based on our our misty watercolor memories of children growing up with the Muppets. And then when somebody tries to put them in a different context, it's very easy for somebody to say, Kermit wouldn't do that. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and, you know, David's Kermit wouldn't do that is obviously different from Jason Siegel's Kermit wouldn't do that. And therein lies, I think, a problem with the whole thing is that is that you're fighting against. That's a pretty powerful thing to fight against. I, I could take it if 
Kermit had that sense of joy. If, if Kermit were true to himself, you can do anything with him. I don't care where you set him. But in that, he's thoroughly depressed. I mean, I really liked Muppets from Outer Space, which... Yeah, oh, yeah. Muppets from Space. That was fine. Wherein Gonzo is revealed finally to be an alien. Mm. Let me throw the flag here. Uh, the, the Muppets 90s movies, which a lot of people do not like, I actually think are okay. And because I think they take the right idea of let's take an existing story and throw the Muppets into it. So, of course, uh, uh, Muppet in, Treasure Island in, uh, in Christmas Carol, Christmas Kermit's going to be and Robert Marley. <laughs> Kermit, Kermit's going to be uh, Cratchit and Jacob, uh, the Waldorf and Statler are going to be uh, uh, both two Jacob Marley. Sure. Why not? Jacob and Robert Marley. <laughs> yeah. and, a, and it's a Bob Marley yeah, joke for Bob the grownups that flies right yeah. over the heads of the kids. It's great, though. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there, there are problems and flaws with the movies, but I like the fact that they're actually taking uh, Muppet characters and, and doing something with them other than uh, modernizing them to not very good effect. And, of course, Muppets in Space is a fun little picture. Yeah. yeah. Similar, similar to the the pretty good Muppet Caper, where you mm-hmm. it's a nice little self contained story <laughs> um, that uh, incorporates celebrity cameos very well. I mean, I'm a comic book reader, so I'm used to characters constantly being recast, rewritten, and put in situations that they weren't 30 years ago. Yeah. So you know, I I, I understand what you're saying, Jason. With maybe we're reacting because it's bumping up against our conception of what the Muppets were like when we were children, and I think you know. That's why I, that is one of the reasons why I react so strongly. Um, but part of it is also if I just don't enjoy it for the sake of it's not doing what I think it should do, sure. then, then that's going to yeah. be part of it too. You know, again, um, with Muppets Most Wanted, a lot of funny parts of the movie, totally not suitable for small people. And yeah. so I was kind of confused as to who the audience for that is supposed to be. Um, that said, the way he says map it's and has to keep practicing is really funny. Yeah. Yes, oh, I like Constantine um, a lot. Actually, oh, yeah, no, yeah, but maybe not so good for kids. Like for the fact us, that the Lisa. world's most evil, like the fact that the world's most evil criminal is a frog. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, so, suddenly the Muppets has become something for thirty-year-old hipsters as a part, as opposed right. to something that thirty-year-old really. thirty and forty-year-old hipsters can enjoy with with uh, their children, with their kids, yeah. or with or with special beverages. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. So we've we've got some we've we've got lots of uh, opinions about Muppet movies. That, that we, we, if we had to pick one, that's the definitive. Is it the Muppet movie? It says this so right in the title, mm-hmm. Fred. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I as think, as I much fun as the other ones are, it's not called a Muppet movie. Right. <laughs> it's pure. It is pure. It's the purest distillation of who the Muppets are. All right. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's 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 what we're going to say. If you are. Oh, in a world word to the wise, avoid the. Direct to video Muppet Pictures, the very mimp Muppet Christmas movie, and the Muppet Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and Kermit's Swamp Years. Kermit's Swamp Years. Oh, Ooh. avoid that one. Oh, like, God, no. like it contains poison, because that is not a good production. Uh, and Muppet Classic Theater also falls into that category, apparently. According to this. I haven't heard of any of these, and I'm okay with that. The okay. direct to video, the direct to video stuff is garbage. I believe that. I I don't want to blame the Germans, but I think this was when they were owned by the Germans. Ah, uh, uh, Bertelsmann. All, right. all right, they have the two t- the two TV movies, the Muppet Christmas movie and the Muppet Wizard of Oz, both directed by Kirk Thatcher. You may know him as the guy who gives Mr. Spock the finger in Star Trek IV. The TV movie was not bad. The Christmas TV movie was not bad. All right, got it. Got. It. Got a little bit weird and religious-y at the end. but I uh, feel like we have to kind of give these guys credit, though, because one of the things that the Muppet 
conglomerate corporation has done right is they figured out really early on that they could use YouTube to like supplement and yes. extend the brand, as it were. Like they, there's a lot of Muppet only clip, like YouTube only clips that have gone up, like the Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that's or, or, great! Yeah, those or, are or, beautiful. Or and you know, it. I was impressed that somebody there early on said, you know, it doesn't have to be a half hour show. It doesn't have to be something when we're thinking about DVD sales. This can like they seem to understand viral video in a in a fundamental and early way, and they seem to recognize the appeal of of, of remix culture. So. I think that's what I find kind of frustrating about the current show is there are obviously smart people who do creative and funny things and can connect with an audience when they want to. And I just don't understand what they're doing with the show. Well, that if the TV show had just brought a fraction of the uh, creativity that goes into some of those YouTube clips, we, we wouldn't have spent the first 15 minutes of the podcast belly aching. Yeah, although yeah. I, I will maintain that I feel like that 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 the ABC show is savable, and, and like I said before, I'm not sure they think that it needs to be saved, and so I'm not sure I don't they will think do they do anything about it. But I feel like they're close. Like a few changes in tone could probably mm-hmm. bring it around to being successful. Like if they made it the office but super funny and absurd. Yeah, just making it a little more optimistic and yeah. making. I mean, yeah. honestly, uh, let me talk about uh, Parks and Rec here, right? The mm-hmm. Muppets feels like the first season of Parks and Rec, where oh. Leslie Nope is 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 miserable. I mean, she's awful in the first season, and then they were like, "Oh, what if we made her likable?" And I feel like that's a little bit. It's like Cole Kermit is being is crushed, and his soul is being crushed, and he's going to be he's gonna, he's begging for death. What <laughs> if Kermit was happier? Maybe we would. Maybe that would do it. And it's like it's not that far away. It's like you could. You've got the Muppets, and you seem to know how to use them comedically to a certain extent. It's just you're making us really sad. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, thinking of the YouTube viral videos, maybe if if you want to appeal to the, the current culture, maybe it should be about the behind the scenes of making viral videos for a YouTube thing. You know, that's more applicable to today. The overkill of late night shows, I think, is just, you know, I see I see Piggy talking in an interview setting with a New York City skyline behind her. And it doesn't really, aside from being a puppet, it doesn't really seem any different from any of the other shows well she should there. probably be a, like the host of the daily show but the problem is they wanted yeah. to find a way to shoehorn in celebrity cameos and, well and, the, yeah. and well, trevor the viral, is also a muppet too trevor the, also a muppet, muppet. the viral yes. video idea um would allow them to do kind of the the musical numbers and yep. sketches that mm-hmm. made the old show so very entertaining right. what in the and it the could first, still be quick in the first episode, Gonzo pitches a sketch called Dancing with the Czars. Cause yes. Cass, Cass <laughs> yes. And, and, that yeah, was and, beautiful. You know, yeah. it's a funny little play on words, but the old Muppet show would have actually shown the sketch yes. rather than just, yeah. just have yes. Gonzo talking about yeah, no, it. No, Gonzo so. would come in dressed as like a, uh, a, a Russian. Cossack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. they'd be like, no, 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 we cut that. That wasn't that good. And he'd be like, oh, man. And then he'd like do a little kick dance on the way out. Yeah. And, and you'd see actually like a bunch of, of, of people dressed as Cossacks with swords all in the background all what i was i was gonna say before chickens as cossacks because cossack chickens that's funny the show is often compared to 30 rock um and one of 30 rock's great uh things was just show you a a peek at the terrible sketches that were going on scott adds it by the way also a muppet yes Mm. yes sure if you didn't liz lemon also a muppet um uh so we've got a little bit of time left and I thought that maybe I would do something crazy, which is an impromptu Muppet draft. <laughs> totally unexpected, Jason. None of my guests are prepared for this. 
I just made it up like half an hour ago. And yet, here we are. I would like us to draft some favorite Muppets as a way of talking about some of the great characters. Because that, that's really what the Muppets are all about, is these great characters. It is it is an ensemble of characters. Like likening it, to Lisa, to comic book universes and all that, it's not that far off. I mean, there yeah. there's Muppet lore. We had a, we had, there's David that's lore, who's not a Muppet. There There's uh, what Phil was talking about, about is it in canon or not? I mean, the, the, the who these uh, characters are is very important to, to the, uh, the entire idea here. So we're going to do a Muppet draft uh, very quickly. Lightning round. It's all lightning round. Lisa, uh, you get to go first. Who, who's who's your first Muppet? Do Beaker and Bunsen Honey do come as a pack? One Muppet per customer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Phil, Phil, I'm going to go with Phil. You got a, a Muppet is a Muppet. If they're all on the same stick, they could be like one Muppet. Like I if it's I, like mice or don't something. Don't ask, don't felt, Jason. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, well, then I guess I'm going to have to go at Janice first and then hope for the best in later rounds. Wow. Oh, wow, and, man. Like, wow. Ooh, interesting <laughs> well, pick. Because yeah. one of my favorite running gags in all of the movies is when they're having big conversations and chaos. Everyone dies down just as Janice is saying something loopy like, so what if I was walking naked on the beach, man? And then she finally notices that everyone's super <laughs> quiet. It's just a really funny non sequitur. I love that bit in every single one of the 1980s Muppet movies. All right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Er- Erica, pick a Muppet. I'm going to go with Rolf the dog. He's always been uh, one of my favorites. He not only is he a musician, but he's just he's got sort of that. He, he seems very matter of fact about things, but sort of a dry deadpan humor. But then every once in a while, he just you know does something that's really wacky, and he's just got that goofy grin. You just love it. He's got that. He's got that bartender quality too. You just pour yes. out your soul to Rolf the dog. In a, in a yeah. way, I know that they have it, but it seems like they've kind of retired him since Henson's death. Because yeah. Henson <laughs> really, even more so than Kermit the Frog, Henson really had him yep. nailed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill, we'll pick him up at Gonzo. Gonzo, <laughs> I love Gonzo. Yep. I, I love everything about Gonzo, and I think actually Gonzo has held held up pretty well in the ABC show because he's it's still you know well he's nuts and it's still the same kind, guy kind of weird mm-hmm. and and it is the same guy he's a weirdo and he loves chickens you know Gonzo David pick him up at well Ralph was my first choice Gonzo was my second choice so we'll go with Kermit yeah <laughs> Kermit oh, what what can we say favorite. Kermit is the definitive Muppet you're it's amazing that he fell to number four David. I, well, I know, I know. I was waiting for you know. I figured, oh, no one's going to pick Kermit. So who else would, who I, would I pick? I was like, well, Ralph. Yeah, I, I, I feel an empathy towards Ralph and and Gonzo. Uh, I kind of am goofy like Gonzo at times, but Kermit, I am. I've always empathized with because I make stuff and I put stuff together and let's put on a show and. But but again, it's the joy and the optimism and yeah. Fourth. When I turned one, I was given a a Kermit the Frog hand puppet, which I still have. I'm looking at him right now. I think I think Kermit is just so deeply entwined with my psyche that I didn't mm. even think of picking him. Like mm. I, I don't think of him as a Muppet. He's just Kermit. He's yeah. just Kermit. I get that. No, my problem is I like the teams. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah. You might have to to, to work on that. Oh, I, I didn't. I'm not going to draft him, but I did mention the best um, new Muppet introduced in the Jason Siegel movie and the following movie um, is 80s Robot. I love <laughs> 80s Robot, but I'm not going to pick 80s Robot here. I'm going. I'm going to pick Sam Sam the Eagle. Good pick. Um, yeah. And there is there is a joke. What is it in? 
it's <laughs> I can't even remember what it's in. There there is which what, is it in the it's not oh man, I can't even remember now. There is a joke in a in a movie or TV show, I can't even remember which one it is now, where there is an extended bit that is increasingly weird. And at some point they just cut to Sam the Eagle, who is shaking his head and says, <laughs> Is nothing sacred? And then they cut back. And I cannot literally cannot remember anything more about anything about that other than that Sam the Eagle has brought in to comment, um, as some other characters do, on the action. And in, in the ABC series, he is uh, uh, the uh, head of uh, standards and practices for the network, which is a funny joke, although he was ill-used in the pilot anyway. One of my favorite um, uh, recurring bits from the first season is he would he would always be brought out to introduce the two singers. I Was it Dick and Dora? or uh, Wayne and uh, Wanda. Wayne and Wanda. I knew it was mm-hmm. a, a... And he would always come to, to introduce it because we're bringing class to the show now. And of course the songs would go disastrously and, <laughs> and each subsequent introduction he'd be more trepidatious about doing it. That was a good bit with Sam. Yeah. All right for the second for the second round you can pick uh, you can pick groups and, cu- oh, and couples. Boo. Lisa, <laughs> Lisa, go ahead. Um, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. No. Well, that that was literally I I didn't want to force somebody to pick Statler or Waldorf. Mm, yeah. You pick Statler, you get Waldorf for free. That's how. my brother and I used to do their bits after we watched the show together. I think Statler and Waldorf come off better than any other characters in the ABC series. Yeah. Because yeah, my, they just yeah. sit in the audience and because pick it apart. Because they're criticizing. They're truest to their, their original selves. And they fall yeah. asleep at one point, which I oh, enjoy. It's like they're asleep. On, they've given up. On it's each other. Late. Yeah. No, they're just they're just great. I They make me happy every time I see them. So Statler and Waldorf. They're the most <laughs> lovable hecklers ever. They are. Mm-hmm. Erica, pick another Muppet. Uh, I'm going to go with Animal. I as a, as a youngster, Beatrum, I really Beatrum. liked. Him. He was just goofy, and then um, my my longtime roommate and, and very close friend Wendy is a drummer. So I purchased a an animal with a drum set uh, toy for her a long time ago, which has just been sort of like a bonding thing oh. between mm-hmm. the two of us ever since. So yeah, love animal. All right, Phil, pick him up at. Well, since we can pick teams now, which is a b- rule, I'm going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, because you need you need your physical comedy. Beaker is even without Doctor Bunsen, Honeydew. Beaker is fantastic, and there's that could stand alone. There is that scene uh, again. I'm going to pick yeah. out the like little bits that are good. There's a scene in the second episode of the ABC series where where uh, Piggy is nice to Beaker. And you can see yes. that Beaker head, Beaker's head is going to explode because he's just pondering what way he is going to be horribly, horribly mutilated and nothing <laughs> happens. And it's really funny because we know the history of all yeah. the things that the effects are sadly temporary. <laughs> There's a funny little bit in um, um, the largely forgettable Christmas movie for that was made for NBC where... Um, Bunsen Honeydew uh, is giving an explanation, and Beaker goes, bruh, 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 bruh. "Well, Beaker, I think you have a beautiful mind too." And I just... <laughs> yeah, Phil and I do that to each other all the time. That's one of my favorite marital bits. Me, 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 me. <laughs> one of the things that bothered me the most about the new Muppets show was the the part where Doctor Bunsen Honeydew tases Beaker just to shut shut everybody up. Yeah. And I, I, I always, I, I love the their duo, but I like that. 
Beaker is always getting tortured sort of in the name of science. For science. Or yes, right. Always it's never science. intentional and it's never mean-spirited. Yes. No. Right, exactly. Well, you, you know, you always think that, that Bunsen and Honeydew, he's, he's giggling underneath for sure. But... <laughs> suppressed. And that joke is a perfect example that the people doing the TV show, they, they know the words, but they don't know the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. David, pick a Muppet. Swedish chef. That's uh that's good. That that is a one joke character. It's a great joke. But it's a really it's a good joke. Really good joke. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna pick with my second pick. Uh I'm gonna go a little crazy, a little wild. Uh-oh. I'm gonna pick Big Bird, who is kind of not a Muppet, but I consider him Big Bird a Muppet. Mm, an honorary Muppet, even though it is a person in a suit. He I feel has like, guested on the original show. I feel like Big Bird, and he was on the Muppet movie too. Yeah, um, I do. I I I, I kind of love Big Bird, and uh, and uh, that that is a, a Sesame Street Muppet. I wanted to go with a Sesame Street Muppet too, even though he's you know like it's a man, it's like a Big Bird could be a uh, I don't know what the team would be, but he could be a mascot for a team, and it would be a very good mascot. Uh, so I picked. I love the 1970s, 1980s Big Bird, but the thing is, is Carol Spinney is still voicing him now, and Carol Spinney is a very old man. Yes. And so, like, the really disturbing thing about watching Sesame Street with the four-year-old and their very recent episodes is when Big Bird is trying to, like, be his energetic six-year-old self, and he honestly sounds like he needs to, like lie down and have somebody rub some arnica on his joints before Mr. Snuffleupagus, we're going to go to Boca for the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's, I, I, right, I dig Bird. Big Bird. I really do. The humidity and, is good for my snout. And God bless Carol Spinney for going because this is giving him purpose and it's great that he sunk so much in this character and I will forever also love Oscar the Grouch, but like I'm really disturbed by the Big Bird of the 2010s. Yeah. Old Big Bird. <laughs> no, I, I can't. You know, if we, if we can draft Sesame Street people, why not just Fraggles at this point? Yeah. Well, why sure. not? Because well, Fraggles. If you want to throw Sure, throw um, away your pick. I w- yeah, I wouldn't draft a fraggle <laughs> if. Uh... All right, we're gonna do one more right. round of the Muppet draft. So we're, we're so think of some Muppets quick, Lisa. Okay. I'm ready. Ah, you just notified me. I can't think of that. <laughs> no, your turn. No. Yeah, you had Janet. No, fraggle. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Fraggle. No. She no. picks a fraggle. <laughs> I'm so distracted. Can I pick that entire orchestra made of babies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you can say the orchestra leader's name. Oh God, I can't. It's so unfair. Okay, um, Bobby right. Ewing. It's, it's alliterative. <laughs> no, it's alliterative. I can't. Honey. Well, then you can't. Um, no. All right, so I can't draft them. Um, okay. Marvin Suggs, take Marvin Suggs. <laughs> New Zealand, New Zealand, <laughs> New Zealand. I was just going to say. Do pops. <laughs> Zoot. <laughs> I will actually go with um, Doctor Teeth. That Good was going to be my pick. Solid pick. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, pick a Muppet. Well, I was tempted to go with a Sesame Street Muppet just to, to go that way. But uh, much as I loved Prairie Dawn as a little girl, I don't think that yeah. uh, I don't think that just she's, don't pick she's Elmo. Whatever you do, enough. don't oh, pick God. Elmo. Oh, God. Give me some credit. Please. You can pick Grover. <laughs> Grover's pretty great. Grover is pretty great. I've actually. Gonzo just... is like the off brand like Muppet Grover. Mm. Right? D- despite what Phil said earlier, I'm going to pick Scooter. 
because I have always appreciated a guy who is just, you know, happy to be the gopher, get stuff done in the background. He's he's a little workhorse. And I, I always I always kind of felt like I, I related to Scooter more than a lot of a lot of other folks because I was just <laughs> I was scoot- putting my no. head down and getting stuff done. No, no. The Scooter character is horribly <laughs> ill-defined. He changes from season to season and property to property. Depending like I on said, I what they want to do. Relate. It's, it's poor Scooter. See, Scooter yeah. is a uh, Scooter. See, doesn't know is, what his he gets is. no love. All like those scooter. reasons for all of those things that you just said. Yes, that this is why uh, I like right. Scooter as a child. Ah, <laughs> uh, if my wife were here, she'd pick Robin, the uh, little, the frog little, frog one. little frog oh. cousin of Kermit. That's almost as bad as Scooter. Yeah, I, that's why I mentioned it there. <laughs> Phil, what is your uh, choice of a Muppet? Third Muppet. Well, Fourth Muppet for you because you picked two, two Muppets uh, with your second pick. Well, I've always been a fan of the Count. Oh, the Count is good. But I think that um, since someone took Dr. Teeth, I'm just going to have to take Bobby Benson's baby band. Yes. Oh, Pennsylvania 6500. And what is that in? It's in The Muppet Show. It's in the... It's like the first season, isn't it's it? It's in the series. It was a. Uh, oh it, yeah. It's the guy who conducts the little baby orchestra. Yeah. And they play instruments, and he's got the cigarette dangling from his lips <laughs> yeah. and the sunglasses <laughs> and, on, and they're all little ruffians beating and each the, other. And up the babies the end up beating the, the holy hell out of each other with the instruments, and he, he it just looks like the skeeziest act. That that ever happened. It, it's Marvin Suggs without the humanity. And um, I also really like wow. how babies and the Muppets always have those little black shoe button eyes. You yep. know, it gives yeah. them this vaguely rodenty look that I find tremendously <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and 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 Bobby Bobby Benson would do takes to the camera with his cigarette dangling. From his <laughs> it was great. Okay, David David, pick a Muppet. Grover. Grover. See, I was going to say Grover. And the Count, also great Sesame Street Muppets, Oscar the Grouch, Cookie Monster, many. I mean, just just the whole great near, far, far. Mm-hmm. near, and 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 the running thing of uh, waiter. There's a fly in my soup. Plus, plus Super Grover, and Super Grover, Super Grover. Super, he comes Super for free. Grover is brilliant. As a child, I found Grover so deeply upsetting and anxiety-inducing. <laughs> I did. Like, every time oh. he came on, I was on the edge of oh. my couch cushion. All, oh, it's not going to work out because Grover. Oh, my God. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. I'm yeah, glad you no. identified that rapidly. Because but. Bird is my favorite Sesame Street character. That should tell you a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> the bits that Grover did with the blue, blue-faced anything yeah. Muppet are yeah, but... classic comedy bits. Yeah. The other bits, as Lisa says, Grover has a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, the whole thing with the little blue guy and, and Grover is the waiter or, you know, yeah, those are oh. beautiful. Right. And and for my pick, I, I mentioned him earlier. He is funny even just in the background. And in the Muppet Aww. movie, you'll know him as, I just know I got to catch up with those guys. I'm going to pick yeah. Sweetums. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Another guy Sweetums. in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> Two guys so in suits. Sweet. That's the name of your Muppet show. I don't care. It's all the all all mascot Muppets for me. I was I tempted care. by Bobo. It should have been you, Uncle Deadly. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo the Bear. Bobo the Bear is, is nice. Yeah. I really like. Oh, this is another thing that they're doing right. Is they do those viral movie parodies now with Cookie Monster. Oh yeah, Sesame Street does that. And Sesame Street does, and they are phenomenal. They're hilarious and timely and smart and amazing. And uh, you know, like we can show them again. We can show them to the four year old, and half of the jokes fly over her head, and she's not even aware that the jokes are flying over her head because there's still stuff at her level. And just, I'm like, oh, I have hope for the brand because. uh, 
they're doing this stuff and they're doing it right. But the Cookie Monster parodies are, are like some of my favorite things on YouTube right now. I enjoy the uh, Game of Chairs featuring Grover. Not yeah. not to de- not to derail this. Chairs. Yes, mm-hmm. not to derail this podcast, but um, mm-hmm. it's too late for that. So go ahead. <laughs> Because I, I realize that Sesame Street is a different property from the Muppets because it's it's really the children's television workshop. Yes. And mm-hmm. I believe, Lisa, you once told me that they, they had to tell Jim Henson to, to cool it a little bit because he was he was malicious. Yeah. A little bit mean with the Muppets in the they early did, days of yes. Sesame Street. Right. Um, so that said, Sesame Street does a lot of things right. Having we watched it now because we have the four year old. The thing that they've done wrong, unforgivably wrong. Well, two things, and and Lisa, it's it's Lisa's point, and she can she can address the the change in focus of the show. But they've let Elmo hijack that show. There is not one show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you you do not realize how much Elmo has taken over that show until you watch it. Because oh God, no. Yeah, Ugh. no. It's it's really yeah. it's really just everybody exists for the whims of Elmo. Everyone mm-hmm. exists. It is like that Twilight Zone episode where the kid thinks things and everyone has to run around going, "Oh, isn't it a wonderful life?" Or else they get sent to the El- cornfield. El- like Elmo that is Anthony. Oh, good. Uh, yes, exactly. And everyone's like, "It's wonderful that you're curious, Elmo. It's wonderful you it's want really us to good. roller skate, Elmo. It's wonderful that today you're going to learn about the letter W, Don't Elmo. Kill it's- us, Elmo. But, but no, Elmo that is has to work. The subject. But Elmo wants to play now, Alan. <laughs> and you can like see the tears forming. <laughs> the corners of their eyes as they choke back their sobs and say yes elmo will hopscotch okay elmo i'll do it don't don't cut me so there's a book i want to recommend to everybody called street gang the complete history of sesame street yes it is a very good book by michael davis and the reason they mucked with as we see mucked with format the reason they changed the format it was twofold one is they found that children who are younger than the original intended audience were watching and so they wanted to try to reach them and two children today are exposed to so much media so much earlier and are so much more visually sophisticated than we were that this was the only way to keep their attention was to, to was was to basically do the the programming they do now where there's the brief live action segment there's um number of the day word of the day a few animated things then you'll have flying fairy school with abby Kadabi sometimes or sometimes you'll have mary had a little lamb and then there's another brief musical segment and there's elmo the musical um so like i get why they did it yeah um what I'm curious about is I'd like to see what the long-term effects are, you know, what these kids will grow up singing and remembering compared to all of us who can still sing the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 12, 12. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, you know, what I'm personally not too crazy about are the celebrities on the show. But at the same time, again, you know, it's it's in response to times and they are actually trying to keep parents engaged as well, too. And, and and it seems to me that they're actually a lot more aggressive about trying to keep adults engaged and watching with kids than they used to be, which is a bi- another big cultural shift that's taking place. Um, I would be curious, actually, if I could show my daughter some old school Sesame Street to see how long she could bear to pay attention. Because one of the things that I like about the format now is I can actually turn it off after 10 minutes and go, OK, you've had enough. Let's go play. <laughs> and... Um, there's no, there's no, but what's going to happen to the waiter with the fly in his soup <laughs> or anything like that? So, so there's that. I think we're going to, I think we're going to close the door on our discussion of the Muppets now. Uh, but I would like to thank my guests for talking about the Muppets and for doing the, our first impromptu incomparable draft. <laughs> first, he says. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the impromptu. others, you got some warning and you may, and if you didn't prepare, it's your own damn fault. But this one, mm-hmm. you got no warning. Yeah. Lisa Schmeiser, thank you for being here. Thank you. I had a great time. 
You picked Janice Statler and Waldorf and Dr. Teeth. Yeah, I did. That's going to be really I'm interesting. I'm very happy you've about that. You've got part of, of a band, and then you've got the people who will heckle the band. So, See, I feel like they're going to keep each other in balance. Good. Or they, <laughs> or, they, or they could sing a duet. Tables are turned. And then I Kermit sits really in the audience imagine. and makes fun of them. Huh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Erica Ensign, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Uh, my participation in this podcast was brought to you by the letter E. <laughs> you got Ralph the Dog, Animal, mm. and Scooter. Interesting group. Mm-hmm. Philip yeah. Michaels, thank you. Friends don't let friends watch Fraggle Rock. <laughs> you, got, you got Gonzo, Bunsen Honeydew, Beaker, and Bobby Benson's baby band. So you've got like a thousand characters. I've got the best cast. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, David Lore, thank you for being here. Uh, pleasure as always. I am actually flailing my arms and I will Yay! be moving moving right along. Kerm, very nice. It's a bear and a Studebaker. You can't miss him. Uh, Kermit, Swedish Chef and Grover is what you took. And I took Sam the Eagle is nothing sacred. Big Bird <laughs> and Sweetums, because I apparently have a thing for people in suits. Uh, and uh, I have been your host, Jason Snell. Revealing all of his darkest everybody secrets. Out there for Again with the fetishes on too, the Muppets too much now. Information uh, there. I'm saying that if I run into Sweetums <sighs> in an elevator. Yeah. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. This is Thank you.